You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. That's why it's Think, an educational-ish podcast. This is episode 40. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Nicholas Real, And with me is... Scott Ackerman. <laughs> Paul Vine. I wish it was Scott Ackerman so much more than you, Paul. Just kidding, you're a great co-host. Nah, that's fine, I get it. We have uh, officially third time returning uh, champion. Heavyweight champion. Of Please. the podcast. The Thrill in Manila. John Massey. Hey. Do you have a, like a nickname, like a fighting name? A uh, fighting name? People used to call me Facebook. <laughs> John Facebook. That's, yeah, that's no, true. That's, that that's not a, a bit. Nickname. That is a true nickname. That is nickname. not me doing a bit. That yeah. was my nickname in college. John the Silo's Choice, Massey. That's my, well. That's my band, but it's well, not really Johnny, my nickname. Johnny Two Fingers. Johnny No Fingers. Johnny No Fingers. Johnny Johnny no fingers. Paul's trying to make Johnny No Fingers. Okay. I, I, I keep forgetting. I like it. What it I don't is. like Wait, Johnny. Do you, do you prefer uh, Facebook or the Facebook? Oh shit! The Facebook is so good. <laughs> so nobody three time, thought of that in all my time in college. No, it was just Facebook. Three-time returning uh, guest, John the Facebook Massey. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. And of course, Harold, as engineer. Hey, hey, hey! He still oh, does, he still yeah. doesn't have a mic. This is a three-mic operation. Yeah, one day. Uh. Well, so where do we start with this one? I mean, we can always start with the. And we've done every episode in like the last four episodes is the Elon Musk update. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is there like a little theme that you can do? Just like. It's just a grime It's the Elon Corner. It's a grime song. Yeah, I'll write a little like punch up music that you can play here and just be like, Musk update. Musk date. We need to. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I feel like we need to diversify our like. It's we need Musk to make a matter. wheel that we spin, and it's and, like, and are we going like to talk a, about Elon Musk? They're all, Star Wars. They're all Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking like a bunch of billionaires, and we'll just like do an update on like people who eventually we're going to like take their money forcibly from them. So like class warfare update. Yeah, class warfare update. This is the class warfare corner, um, but. If you were listening to the last episode or two, which face it, you were. Yeah, at you this were point, doing that. You, you were you're addicted. Uh, this is actually an intervention. We need to talk. Yeah, we. Um, more on that later. Um, but no, th- is, is it just that- going to be an ad for the Patreon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you yeah. can get a 30 minute bonus episode where we talk about um, George file Lucas's formats. poor <laughs> naming choices and file formats. Yeah, you know that thing you love to hear us talk about. Lost that- media. <laughs> Final formats. Um, no, Azalea Banks, uh, I had to start following her on Instagram because the other day I saw a tweet that pointed out that, like, and, and again, grain of salt, this is super easy to, like, fake, but there was, like, a tweet going back and forth between her, or uh, a text back and forth between her and Grimes, where Grimes said something to the effect of, like, oh, yeah. I introduced Elon Musk to the concept of 420, and he thought it was hilarious. And when Tesla's like stock launched, it was he calculated the stock price to be 419, so he rounded it up to 420. And now the SEC is like investigating him for fraud. So that's going well. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> How old is Elon Musk? Elon Musk Way is... too old for this shit. <laughs> he's like, actually, he's not that old. He's like 37 or something like that. Way Still too way old too old. For old. This shit. Yeah. That's like, if, if it was like a 17 year old billionaire, you know? Like, oh my God, perish the I thought. mean, to be fair, he is basically that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he, he, his age started back over from zero after he got those fucking hair plugs. <laughs> That's true. If you do get hair plugs, you get a free 10 years. Just yeah. free. Yeah. He's actually 27. That's true. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and then there was like a weird thing. So like Azalea Banks responded to that with like, I can see the children in the invisible world. Oh, no way. I'm a protector of I'm children. I'm a strong protector of children. children. I can see, see them, them in, in, the, in, in the, the invisible world. world. And then, okay, well, what here's the, the thing. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. No. Right. But here's the, okay, so so after that, Grimes says something like, LOL. And then she says. We got to get you. Then, then what Grimes says after after Azalea says this thing about the invisible world is the thing that literally gets me off the Grimes bandwagon, which is what is the invisible world? Like, you know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you you tried to sell the fucking Mississippi. You know about the invisible world. You know about world. the invisible world. I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, the fact that Grimes about... doesn't know about the invisible world. But more importantly, the weird statement of like her saying, we got to get you pregnant so we can be pregnant together. And Azalea Banks said that. Adorable, Grimes though. said that to Azalea That's Banks. That's kind of like a thing that you would say I mean, to your friend. Yeah, but Azalea Banks responded just like, "Oh," and Grimes was like, "No, nah, it's probably like three months." But off. Azalea Banks has the tone of just like, "Dude, are you cool? Like, are you cool? Is everything cool?" Like, I, it's it. I would be. It's bizarre. I'm all for. I kind of, to be honest, whatever you know. I just want to circle. Don't like the idea that like. I don't like the idea of publishing text messages, even if they're no, buck wild. Yeah. Even I if they, even if that, they are Grimes saying that, that cool. Elon's got a huge dick, which is a thing. Especially that in fact, if they're that, especially if they're that, I don't want to know about that. So, so why did she last say year, I see the children? Well, let's find the exact quote. Y'all okay. keep talking. All so, yeah, but so in the last year, here's who we know have have giant penises. Pete, yeah. Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. Oof. Elon oh, Musk. This apparently. is this list is already way too. And much that's for it. Me. That's all we know about. We can't yeah. confirm the existence of what? What would we call that? A macro penis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. A fat hog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's the medical term. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sir. <laughs> so two people. I mean, you know, it's pretty late in the year. I'm surprised we haven't found out about more it's people's just like, fat hogs. I, you know, at, at this point. I don't want to know. I don't care. Yeah. There's not information. Then why do you follow Fat care. Hog Alert on Twitter? I kind of care. Because I, I mean, hoping, I, I was hoping for like more monster really hogs, hanging, like Cogzilla. Out, you know. And it's, it's not. It's just it's photos. Just Pete Davidson's dick. And photos of uh, David Hogg from the Parkland shooting that have just been scaled up really big. <laughs> uh, this, this is, is too much. This sounds like an awful novelty hog Twitter watch, account. Dude. Fat hog watch. Fat hog watch. Here's what the world is: is that like I literally I can't even find. I literally the tweet. Where I that sent happens. it to the DM. I know you sent it to the DM, but well, like, then it should be in there, my dude. My the dude. District, the dungeon. Oh no. Okay. Here's what direct message. Here's what Ms. Banks says: is I'm like a very fierce protector of children, and I can see them in the invisible world. Okay. Which, I mean, it, I, to me, that's a perfectly rational thing yeah. to say. That's like a very normal kind <laughs> and of I will say, sentence to be uttering via yeah. text message. And, and I will really give Azalea Banks credit for after 
For being Grimes a saying, fish protector of children. Yeah, for Grimes saying, mm-hmm, we need to find you a BF mm-hmm. so he can be pregnant at the same time. Or, this, well, same tome. It's a typo. Uh, Azalea Banks are you does, sure? Are you sure? That's true. Uh, but Azalea Banks, I'll give her credit for saying, please listen mm-hmm. to me. Do your album, sober up, and then get pregnant. Yeah, I feel like... That's I, good. She's, I feel like... But at, this is so lurid, though. Like, this is so... Yeah, we shouldn't know this stuff. But Azalea Banks is the one publishing her I own know, damn but texts. I just, but I just feel like that's not super cool. Like, I mean, I guess it's her... Who owns the texts? Who owns the texts? Well, I guess it depends. I, the, it would probably be similar to, like, a like recording a conversation, like an audio conversation, which is like, you know, do you live in a one-consent state or a two-consent state? Yeah. One party, one party consent. Part well, I don't so, Yeah, this is a thing with audio conversation. Yeah, so if you're in a two-party state, both people both have people to, yeah, have right, to right. give or all members of the conversation. Is there a similar law for text? No, right? I don't think so, but I don't see why somebody couldn't like successfully argue in court that that is the case. Other than the fact that like, I, other than I, like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that's been this. We're not lawyers. That's been this week's Musk date. Yeah, Musk date. Musk date. Yeah, I'm still working on that it's, word. Yeah, it's almost there. Yeah, it's getting, getting there. there. Um, we're oh, already. Be- oh man, that was just a beautiful like couple seconds of total silence where we were just like, "What are we gonna do?" And there's just this moment of like, "Ah, that was." I love that shit. I mean, there's other things we could talk about that happened recently. Episode forty, think gone moments of silence, Thinks and it's just silence. it's just gonna be another hour of nothing. Speaking, just, just yeah. padding the SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. yeah, speaking of moments of That's silence, awesome. uh, two men who are gonna be spending a lot of silence together. What? Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Manafort and Mike oh, Cohen. Okay. That was a transition right there. That was A grade shit. That was so good. Yeah, Paul Cohen and Michael Manafort are in jail now, right? Is that I true? don't know if they've been arrested, like, and put in jail yet. What is, how is that? How, I don't know how, like? actually. The, how does that even work? The point is, they're, they're in a guilty. padded cell right about now. Yeah. That's not the thing I'm. Yeah. Both of them found, gu- found guilty of fraud. By the time this episode comes out, they'll be... Pardoned by President Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit. All right. I, I mean, okay, how great a sort of drama move would it be if he just pardoned one of them? Oh. <laughs> like, no, because be what sick? he would do, he would do Paul Manafort. Because I yeah, don't know if would. you saw his tweets today. Trump tweeted, whatever you do, do not retain the lawyer services of Michael Cohen. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, if you're looking for a good <laughs> lawyer, don't <laughs> don't use Michael. So I feel Cohen. like that's not the kind of thing that indicates that you were about to get pardoned by the president. But Paul Manafort, he did defend. Paul Manafort, he's like Paul Manafort is a good man, and I can't believe we've Paul Paul Manafort. He called is, it a witch hunt. Paul Manafort is you know like how people used to keep a tub of of like bacon drippings in their kitchen to use for used frying to? stuff. Paul's Paul Manafort is like that. He's oh. just like that in a person. So um. Let's pretend I, for the sake of the listener, have not been following this too closely and don't know who anyone is. Um, So Michael Cohen is Trump's Trump's lawyer lawyer. for how long? His personal lawyer for for quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while. And who is Paul? See, if we listen, Paul, if we listen to more fucking Pod Save America, we'd know this. Yeah, it's true. Is that a good one? No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I mean. 
We I like the irony. Listen to it, but it's not great. <laughs> I mean, it's I guess it's fine. Do I'm sure they're not like listen? horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, who's the host of it? Like, there's three dudes. It's fucking like I think John Favreau. Oh, it's Seinfeld. Dan Pfeiffer and uh, and um, Larry David. I that might be correct. <laughs> <laughs> Larry King. I don't yeah, know Larry King. Uh, um, I don't but know. But anyway, the third and guy. Paul. Michael Manafort, Paul Manafort, Paul, is yeah, Trump's Paul, valet. He was his former campaign oh, manager. Okay, and and literally the only thing that I actually know about this whole thing is that he spent fifteen thousand dollars on a wire transfer to buy an ostrich leather jacket that looks ugly as shit. It is maybe the one of the worst pieces of clothing I've ever seen. It's, it's just it's, garbage. I, I would go so far. Does as it to, look make him look like an ostrich? Or is it no, made of us? That would be good. <laughs> like yeah. the, but it's like bad. A, like, like if, the your I would swan love suit. It. I would love it swan dress. if it came out that Paul Manafort was a furry, and his first son. I would rise to was, his defense. Was a, an ostrich, <laughs> and he I spent, would defend him for free in court. <laughs> yeah, and he spent fifteen thousand dollars on a fucking ostrich like, fursuit. That would rule. That's, like if his first son was an ostrich, and yeah. his first like step of of openly <laughs> introducing yeah, that into the, the world. Was to, as Trump's campaign manager, purchase a fursuit. Yes. I mean, that. yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that would be really good. The scenario where the next step of the Trump presidency is, is bringing furries to the mainstream. Honestly. The next step is that they all literally just walk out the White House with fursuits. <laughs> like, well, there, so like, there was a thing that happened hey, this week. We're here, we're here. There was a thing that happened literally like in the last two days or whatever where um, somebody on Twitter who is a furry posted something about getting sorry you I don't know why for paused. dramatic profession that yeah, was I don't so know why. great because again there was this like little moment of silence after you said who is a furry and then there was just a beat yeah and it was so good anyway go on yeah smash cut to uh, a fucking liberty life insurance commercial <laughs> um no they're they're furry they posted on facebook or on, on twitter like shut the everybody shut the fuck up i just got an internship with nasa and this guy whose name is not important. He's a famous author and like former NASA engineer, whatever. He's a big shot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just posted like language. And that person responded, suck my dick and balls. I'm working for NASA. And he just goes, I'm on the national security council, which oversees NASA or the national space council, which oversees NASA. Twitter is so bad. And and this person wound up losing their uh, internship. Uh And it seemed like, Oh, this is a fucked up thing. This like, fuck this guy. But like he posted on his like personal blog, like, all I saw was that somebody said fucking NASA in the same sentence, and I was worried that they would lose their job. So I said, like, language. After all their, their like, friends and, like, followers yelled at me, I realized, like, how condescending that was. Mm-hmm. So I deleted my message. But then because of all their followers tagging NASA in this, yeah. NASA decided to do something for it. So I reached out to this person and I got them like not only their internship back, I got them a better internship or I'm trying to get them a better internship. So that's kind of cool. Even after they said suck my dick and balls. Yeah. They were just cool. That's what's great about that, yeah. Twitter is that you yeah. can just like. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody telling me to suck their dick and balls. Well, especially. It's if, a request. I, I can <laughs> refuse that request. Right. And especially if it's a thing where like 
you're really excited about a thing. Yeah. And, oh, some, and somebody comes in and just like, watch your language. And like, of course you're going to react poorly. Even if like, and yeah, a bunch of, of people are like, you might tell I, them to suck your dick and balls. Yeah. <laughs> I had a flashback to, I feel like an earlier episode of think where I said the same thing in the same tone of voice. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel good about my life. But, um, <laughs> It's a positive statement. Yeah, agree. Anyway, my, my point it's is, much is like positivity I'm on the personally, yeah. I'm I'm all for like furries. I'm all for getting people being more like into the mainstream, dicks to each other on the internet, and then later just being like, ah, no, yeah, that's cool. fine. fine, that's now. cool. We're cool, actually. It, it just I, I hate the idea that like I got like you get really excited about a thing, so you like post about it on your like personal stuff. I, I don't like this idea of like this is something they talk about in the veil. But this idea that the internet and the real world have like become so much of the same thing that like you can't keep them separate, and that sucks. Yeah, it's not because like bad. some because like you need privacy, whatever that means. I mean, you need you yeah. need like, privacy to be able know, to though, be like, like we all knew this was going to happen in like nineteen ninety, the fuck seven, you know? Like yeah, everybody when, when saw this the coming. hit movie Armageddon came out, starring Bruce Wells. Yeah. Featuring uh, Aerosmith, I don't want to. Yeah, where the plot of Armageddon is just Bruce Willis has a Twitter meltdown so bad that his son starts <laughs> malfunctioning, well, what, and he what, has what, to go in what, and fix what, it himself. Yeah, what what happens is that there's a giant asteroid that that changes course and starts to head for the Earth after Bruce Willis sends a message <laughs> to it that tells it to suck his dick and balls. <laughs> and then Liv Tyler's there. I. <laughs> I think so with like the internet now, she's Liv, Liv Tyler's in the internet awesome. now. It must be acknowledged that she is a presence on the internet. Now. What possible backstory idea do you think you could come up with? It's this will only take a few steps, but like <laughs> an attempt to like send AI to the uh, asteroid. Like the asteroid has AI. Okay. What do you mean? Well, okay, hold up. Like, like, okay, I'm saying the backstory for this film, Armageddon 2, yeah. this time Bruce Willis has Twitter, is that this exists in a world wherein, like... You can communicate the, wirelessly. The he government... Does, he, the, doesn't even, he, he doesn't even need... Here's, here's what it is. He doesn't even need the AI. The, the, the asteroid doesn't need an AI. This operates on the same idea that, like, people, like, oh, if you talk to your plants and give them positive vibes, they'll do really well. And if you give them negative vibes, they won't grow. What happens is Bruce Willis has broken into the Arecibo radio telescope in uh, <laughs> Central America. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and he, like, they're, like, banging on the door, like, Bruce, you Don't can't do, do this. And, and he's just, and like, he he just, mic and he's just like, like, suck my dick and hey, balls. A1005, <laughs> suck my dick and balls. And he's just yeah. away. And, and, like, the asteroid hears that and gets such negative vibes that it just, like, it gets, I, I think like, the sound waves. If I'm a screenwriter, I am resolving that problem via one step, which is simply... A scientist is like wearing headphones. Like, it looks like the asteroid's hacked, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's yeah. just what you do. Yeah, the, the the Koreans have hacked the asteroid. Yeah, the, yeah it looks like Kim Jong Un has hacked or the asteroid. I that's think, fine. I think that you could. Include that is a definitely lake. if you burped and like just belched more. Yeah. That definitely oh. is a line from Rick and Morty. It's like oh. Morty, uh, <laughs> the Koreans are have to ask for it. That was that was Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black, <laughs> which is basically Rick from Rick and Morty, except like 
Men in Black is a Except million that times nobody, better. Nobody like harassed McDonald's workers because of Vincent <laughs> D'Onofrio's performance in Men in Black. <laughs> it's true. What I'm saying is, Men in Black is a million times better than Rick and Morty. I'll I go mean, on the record. A million's a lot of times. That's a yeah. I thought about doing this thing where I wanted to talk on the podcast about this number that I was thinking about today. Yeah, here's a the number? thing about that number, John. Men in Black is that number times better than Rick and Morty. Oh man. I, can we do like a little mini thimp within the thimp where I talk yeah. about this little number? Um, Paul can introduce this. Let me just get a little. Well, uh, John's John's got to get a well, yeah. John's getting a little kiss kiss. Don't worry, nobody's gonna, um, notice, nobody's gonna hear it on the record. You like s'mores? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you making small small talk on yeah, the yeah, podcast? Do you like s'mores? <laughs> Nick, do you like s'mores? Answer the fucking question. Do you, Nick? Is this a trick? Okay. Um, Yes. What's your favorite part of the s'more? I can't tell if you're saying that because you're on, on record or not. Uh, it's a genuine answer. Do you like s'mores? They're fine. What's your favorite? I mean, part? I like them. I have. I don't, don't go out of my way all, to yeah, get a s'more. You don't eat them all the time. That's fine. <laughs> I, I haven't had a s'more in years. What, is, what, what? are the ingredients of a s'more? Uh, a graham cracker. Yeah, all right, stop there because we've hit the segue. John, uh, tell us about this number. Oh shit, that's a good one because it's, it's called Graham's number. Oh okay, that's <laughs> clever, man. Look at you. I see your value. That's now. that. That's it, that podcasting class it took, paying took off. 40, 40 episodes. Hell yeah. Okay. I just had to say I was talking. I was we had Animal Mothers hanging out today, and Josh from Animal Mother was telling me about this number called Graham's number. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Is, what's up? An- animal, just drop an Animal Mother like everybody who listens to this knows what that is. I think everybody who listens to this does know what that is. L- literally, the first episode of the podcast that now you can only access through the Patreon features Animal Mother. No, the second episode oh, has Animal yeah. Mother. The first episode has uh, some of your songs. It does? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It has In Babylon. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. It would be really funny if John was just like, what? I'm suing. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I can't be on this podcast anymore because I am now doing engaged. a litigation yeah, against engaged. the podcast and of Fink. And I'm engaged in legal battle utilizing the services of one Michael Cohen. my lawyer, Michael Avenatti. <laughs> I really thought Pete Rose would be the one to sue us, but... Well, we can always lawyer late. up with Michael Avenatti. It's never too late. <laughs> Class action lawsuit against. So there's this concept in a proof called an upper bound, which is just like a, in a mathematical proof. Is this Graham's number? Yeah, we're, okay. we're doing this. We've gone back. We're, we've drawn it back because I, I was like, oh, well, let's just do a quick segue. It'll sound like it's edited, but it's not. It's a concept. Anyway. I feel like I introduced it really well. I think you did. You did. Yeah. So anyway, you'll be trying to prove a shit and then like what you'll you'll. A lot of mathematical proofs of like contentious things will wind up in this result of just like, oh, we we can know that this result is true for numbers between like A and B, you know, or like for numbers larger than something or so, you know, it's like whatever. That's but a Goodell Escher box shit. Yeah, for sure. It's not, but yeah, sure. It's just a podcast. Um, what? That's Never boring. mind. It's Graham's, so Graham's number. So Graham's number just comes up as an upper bound and a proof of like somebody basically said more or less like well i know that this theorem is true or yeah is true for every i don't think it's i don't know if it's true or false but whatever this result holds for every number between like 12 and this number Graham's number which is so big that like a couple things that josh was saying about it 
is so big that for one, and like lots of numbers are like this, you couldn't write it down ever. You could never write it down because like it just wouldn't fit in the universe if you tried to do that. Okay. You know, it's too big for that shit. You can't you can't hold it inside of the universe. And if you tried to think of it, like if you tried to hold each digit of this number in your head, just assuming that like they all take up some space because shit takes up physical space in your head, it would be like your head would be a black hole because there would be so much information in it. I don't know. Assuming the information has physical mass, mm -hmm. which feels like a plausible assumption to make. Sure. So that's my that's my little mini thing. Yeah, just real okay. quick. Real quick. Uh, but um, that that thinking about that number gave me such a bad headache today. I it is like, so large that the observable universe is far too small to contain an ordinary digital representation of Graham's number, assuming that each digit occupies one Planck volume, possibly the smallest measurable space. So, it's it's big. It's big, yeah. It's like big in a way that will break your brain if you think about too much. It's apparently the upper bound of Ramsey theorem. It's actually not the upper bound. It's like a number that... This is too boring to be spoken on a podcast. Anyway, yeah, it's the upper bound. But of Ramsey theory. Ramsey theory. Right, which is how many times Gordon Ramsey says the word fuck in an episode of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> yeah, right. It approaches... I mean, it approaches infinity. Yeah, you if, you, if you try to count it, 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 it literally will cause a black hole. Did Gordon Ramsay die? No. No? He's fine. Uh, he's, have you, you, have you guys know checked your phone he's right fine. now? Like, I don't know. If he dies between now and when this episode is released, Holy you're going to feel like a dick. Oh my God. It's not going to be... I think I'm going to be a, a person of interest in the slaying. I think we're all implicated now. I'm almost to the end of the first season of Person of Interest, the hit TV I show starring. I was doing this. That yeah, I yeah you I set I me up. Summoning this yeah, monster yeah. into the podcast. The hit TV show starring Michael Emerson and <laughs> Jim Jim Caviezel. <laughs> What's with you and Person of Interest? It's a good show. It's it cannot be. It's a fantastic. You do show. not like it. <laughs> you I love you it. have not watched it. I've watched all, like I've actually 17 seen episodes him watch of an it. episode of it. So yeah, I can make him personally. and it's good. Nah. What's it it's about? It's not like. What's it about? The it, okay. <laughs> Wait, are you getting paid? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is random yes, content, y'all. Yes, CBS is paying me to advertise their TV show that got canceled fucking five years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Talking about there's DVD Blu-rays. People I mean, buy Blu-rays. Yeah. A maybe, person maybe. of interest. I don't know if you can. Available for seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents at your, your local, local Best, Best Buy. buy. Yeah. No, it's... That was some... Wait, hold up. Because that was some fucking mind meld shit, and I am freaking out. That was like the video of when all the basketball players start to run together. And you all did that at the same time. Yeah. Like, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> no, but uh, it's a good TV show, and you know it's a good TV show awesome. because literally in like the last episode that I watched, there's just a part where like Jim Caviezel is like, talking to somebody, and he's like, it's like, you didn't realize he was working for the CIA. That's right. The CIA lost the drug war, so they started using the war on drugs to fund the war on terror. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Fuck them fuck up. This is some heavy shit that nobody's actually paying attention to. Because yeah, it's true. The CIA did use the war on drugs to fund the war on terror. That actually, yeah, kind of blows my mind, but that that's a thing. Like a primetime TV show. Yeah. 
So what's the main plot? I feel like they... The main, they, okay, the main you plot... You can say shit like that because you know that <clears throat> 10 people are watching that show and like one of them is Jim Caviezel, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> no, so the main plot of the show is that Michael Emerson, who plays Ben Linus on the TV show Lost, is a computer nerd who created a machine to predict crimes. Like what? In, the af- in the aftermath of 9-11. <laughs> I mean, okay, for what... Yeah. Everything has happened in the aftermath of 9/11 that's happened. Like this is happening yeah. in the aftermath of 9/11. Yeah, but I wouldn't, describe, I wouldn't describe think like episode 40. Of this I wouldn't, I wouldn't say think episode 40 recorded in the aftermath in of 9/11. Nick and Paul get together with their friend John to do a podcast in the in, very nearly in the shadows of the fallen towers. I mean, I'm I'm definitely titling this theme song. <laughs> yeah, after Matt, after Matt, 9/11, 9/11 yeah. with John Massey yeah, that's now. Definitely the fucking good name. Um, no, so the the plot. Oh is, God, the cover photo. I'm gonna feel bad about. <laughs> you cannot pho- Photoshop no, John. Anyway. You cannot Photoshop John's face on one of the planes. <laughs> just gonna go ahead and throw that out there. You cannot but do what this. What if the towers what? would be fine? <laughs> what, if, what if our faces are the towers? Wait, no. <laughs> No, the scene from the end of that one Robert Pattinson film. Twilight? Oh my god. No, no, no. no. The the one, the uh, Remember Me, where he's just like, he's like on the phone with his fucking girlfriend or whatever, and he's just like, you know, I love you, right? And she's like, yeah. It's just like, okay. And then it's just like him looking out a window and it zooms out, and he's just standing on like the 120th story of the Twin Towers as the plane (laughs) is coming to crash into him. It's just an insane way to end a film. Like, This was like a rom-com. That happened. Yeah, yeah that's that like happened. a rom-com film that they were just like, you know, what's a good ending for this? What if he dies in 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> so but they good. don't even do it. They're just like, they're just like Every hinting strong. Is there any fucking like, setup? Or? Forrest Gump. No, no, it's no, no, just it's okay. literally like a plot twist at the end of the film. Guys, wait, no, guys, no I have a bit. Okay, so it's Forrest Gump, <laughs> but at the end, it's like it pans up from the bench and he's on a soundstage on the 120th floor of the Twin Towers <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we talked about Forrest Gump oh, 2, yeah, yeah, which I honey, believe did, was yeah. a plot of this movie. <laughs> anyway. Um, what other movies could be improved by the ending is suddenly 9-11? <laughs> like Jurassic, Hard, Jurassic, Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> like 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 with the, the T-Rex. They're like, we've got the T-Rex. We're sending him back, and they put the T-Rex onto a plane, and the plane just... <laughs> Obviously, Air Force One, right? Like, like, it's, a, it's a trivially correct answer. Con Air. Yeah, I mean, you know, shit. All the plane movies. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like you're, a lot of your boat movies, like the Bond movies with him in a yacht, like yeah. the yachts just going into the into the towers. And let me hit you with this, Stuart Little. <laughs> He's got that little car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's driving it up. And he just like bumps into the tower and then it smash cut to 9 11. <laughs> I'm going to jail. I mean, not yet because the episode's not out. That's true. We can fix this in post. I think it's good. Um, anyway, the plot of this show, this show is that. Uh, I can't believe that we're trying to come back. Yeah, that no. to we t- can we take a break? Let's no, take a break. Let me, let me do the plot of the show, and then we'll uh, take a break. Yeah. Okay. Michael Emerson created a machine to predict crimes, a la the Patriot. Does it connect? It, it does the machine have a personality? Is this like no, a Knight Rider it, it, situation? It's an AI that you 
at, at this point that I'm in, you've never seen other than like what happens is it spits out a number. Yeah. It predicts crimes. He's the his buddy sold it to the U.S. government for a dollar, and they separated the crimes. Which into feels relevant. like you could have gotten so much more for. Oh that. yeah. Well, that's what the thing is like. You could have gotten like a grand, two grand. Well, because so they, but they did is they're like, all right, we will give you this machine that will like literally watch everybody and tell you about terrorism. Yeah. But we only are going to have it in order to like protect people or have some level of like security. It's only going to give you a social security number. And the guy's like, this is bullshit. Like, we're going to sue you and get that machine. And he's like, I'm selling it to you for a dollar. All right. So, Mike, Mike. Michael Emerson created the machine to, in the aftermath of the Patriot Act, predict these crimes. They, they split it up into these numbers. They spit out a social security number, but they've, de- they've deemed relevant crimes and irrelevant crimes. Okay. And the relevant crimes are the ones the government cares about, i.e. the terrorism, but there's all these irrelevant crimes because the machine doesn't know how to distinguish between like terrorism and like a woman being murdered over something tiny or whatever. So that was specific. So Michael Emerson enlists Jim Caviezel, former CIA agent. I don't think it's actually clear what he used to do, other than he was a former government agent who did bad things uh, to help prevent these crimes. Do they basically mm-hmm. to prevent another nine eleven from happening? But then he just solves a bunch of murders, so it's kind of a waste, you know. Is the end of that series another nine eleven happening? I don't know. I haven't gotten there. I'm only in the first season. I mean, I know that what happens, the reason that I wanted to watch the show is because it does some interesting stuff with AI where they erase the memory of the AI every night. Like it spits out these numbers and then they just like clear its data banks. Mm -hmm. But there's something where like the AI has figured this out. So it's been printing out physical representations of its memory and just having them stored in like warehouses so that it has like a physical like like the old style computers where you used to like punch cards yeah and feed them into a machine in order to get it to do things it's kind of like reverted back to that which i thought was like oh that's a really cool concept of them like here's this machine that just does this thing but now it's become like somewhat sentient and it's trying to and like have the self-preservation um Anyway, uh, Cloud Atlas is another really good film. That uh, would be better if the end of it was 9-11? Yeah. Just, I mean, nah, that movie couldn't be improved. All right. John's a Cloud My Atlas whole thing, fan. Okay, let's, Are you a fan of Cloud Atlas? Let's get to the it's chase. It's good. Hold on. My whole thing for the last like two weeks is that I think the movie Cloud Atlas is actually good. Okay. It's good. It. I haven't seen it. It's good. I mean, it's, it's like, like three one hours of those things long. where like, I definitely get why it was a bomb. And why people didn't like it, because one, it's impossible to, it's not impossible to understand if you haven't like read the book or know what's coming. Which but it's John just, has. It's just like a really, it's a weird, like dense movie and it doesn't, it's very fucking wild. Don't they make Tom Hanks Asian in it? So there's Tom a Hanks lot is the of only white actor in that movie that doesn't get made Asian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a lot Do you think of... he refused? cross-racial no, they found and, a better thing to do with but there's a lot of cross-racial and cross-gender things yeah it's yeah. not great which I, well i mean then the cross-gender stuff is good but the yellow face is not great yeah no but I, that's i understand bad. why they felt like they needed to do that yeah i don't feel like that was it, a good choice the, thematically it is quote unquote important it is i mean it would is it the kind of thing that plays well in the book 
and then it's the kind of thing where in the screen. in the book, okay, in the book Let's it doesn't matter as much because you don't have like. There aren't actual, actors, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the kind of thing where in the book there's this idea that there's this sort of transmigration of souls across plot lines. The movie represents that by having the same actors play so right. various characters. So there's a sequence mm-hmm. set in Korea or Seoul. Yeah. I mean, well, it's and, not Korea. It's, it's yeah, a it's one of those Korea. things where like I feel like you could have just you could have put the same actors in there without having them in yellow face, and it would have just been perfectly like the death of Stalin kind of thing. Like you don't, like, yeah, it's like you don't have to, because it's the future anyway. So who knows, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But it's a thing where instead they like did all the weird makeup, and it's kind of like ah, that's not super great. But I I understand why. It, I feel like I definitely get it. But it's just weird because it's a movie which is like about racism in a lot of ways, and so it's like. Okay, well, you did yeah. you did a bit of racism too, yeah. and it do, and it does some stuff that's kind of like disappointing, especially like being a film that's directed by the Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, like it just does a classic fucking like bury your gaze trope of like the one gay couple in the film, like yeah. I mean, I, I have like, to say that given that that was like I think that was right after one of the sisters transitioned. Yeah, I can they see were like that in would the be a very of... resonant thing. Yeah, and that also happens in the book. It's yeah. not like yeah, but they do. They change some stuff, like the whole ending with they do. They change Tom that Hanks. Ending. That's yeah. not in the. But like, I don't know. I it's definitely tropey, but I also anyway. Hugo Weaving's is Hugo Weaving is great. And he does like a Nurse it. Ratchet character. Yeah, that is super good. It's fucking wild. Um, it's a good it's a good movie. I've been trying to get people to watch it. Another great good. film by the Wachowskis that I watched recently is Speed oh, Racer. Yeah. Speed Racer? Speed Racer. Did you ever see Speed Racer? No. It's um Oh wait, I did see Speed Racer. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, the visual design of that movie is crazy. It's a it's a bizarre everything about that film is so weird. Mm-hmm. I have I have the pun in my head speed racist. Is that a thing? Is that a bit? Could be a bit. I don't know if we want to make that. We don't. I mean, I don't want to. We, don't, we shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't perform that on here. But that's no, no, no. I, anyway. You have fun with that. Yeah, in your I head. saw. I saw a couple minutes of that movie. Yeah, John. Yeah. John just kept passing out. Yeah, at the end of it, he drives his car into the twin towers. <laughs> sure. Is that a good transition? You're dreaming. Thank. 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 Check us out on. Yeah, does anyone want to plug pa- anything? Pa- Patreon. I don't have anything to plug. How about your Patreon? No, I'm just kidding. I have a lot of shit to plug. I'm in a band. Uh, the band is the ah oh, shit. I'm gonna have to do this whole thing. All right. The band I'm in is called Silas Choice. We release a lot of music, and we have a Patreon page where you can sign up, and for the low, low price of like a dollar a month, you can hear like me put out one song every week. Even if you hate the songs, it's like twelve bucks. Just like it's really you might like one of them. Completely worth it, in my opinion. And I'm working on cool shit like an archive of the Silas Choice. I haven't really done a great job selling this Patreon. It's it's good. John, support John, the Patreon. John, John will if email you it. stuff where he's just like losing his shit over a chord progression, and it's cool to get yeah an in, in, inner. It's look a lot of content into, for very little money. If you're into that, and if you are into music, and you know, check or, it out. or helping thing. John get a bond me, or yeah, help me get a bond me, uh, or if you have any leads on like a job. <laughs> or something that would be super cool. John's looking to get a job as a construction foreman. Just anything kind of menial would be 
be pretty nice. So, uh, you know, hire me if if you're feeling that. Okay. Paul? Uh, we're the band that I'm in. I'm not even going to mention the yeah, name upstairs. at this point. Damn it. Uh, what the fuck is with you? Why would you not want to mention you know the, name say the name of the band that it's we're in? People, it's 9-11, make a wish. Um, uh, too late, you Hashtag missed it. Hashtag God blessed. Uh, we're uh, in a band called Upstairs. We're playing Labor Day. We're playing Labor Day at the Comet. We don't know with who at the moment. <laughs> we're trying to figure Could that out. Could be anyone. Come to the Comet and find yeah, out. If you want to play with Upstairs, if you yeah. want to play with Upstairs well, one. On, on Labor Day Point at the Comet, like, hit us up. Because, like... Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone else... Statistically, you live within ten miles of the comets. Just come, come through. Yeah, It'll be a fun time. We got an EP out on. Oh yeah, we did just put out an EP. Spotify and Bandcamp and all relevant Title. things. Our ass is in the jackpot now. We it's can't a classic record. We can't advertise it on Facebook can't because the word ass is in there. <laughs> they won't let us advertise it. We can't. We we tried everything. So our new EP, our fuck is in the jackpot now available now. Our so now you have to advertise the EP two and a half hours into yeah. an episode yeah. of a podcast. Our, it's our, on title. It's on title. Yeah. Half of the podcast listener base is in the band. That's yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. That's true. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Can't believe you'd own me like this on our own podcast. <laughs> uh Harold? Yeah. Nothing? All right. Uh I get a you know theme Patreon. Patreon.com slash yeah, theme. Yeah, I, I can say this because I'm not, I'm, I don't operate the thing Patreon. It's a good idea to, it's a good idea to throw your friends some bucks on Patreon because we are slowly moving towards a feudal model again <laughs> where like anybody who does anything remotely creative is going to have to depend on the charity of their friends. I also need a job. <laughs> if you have jobs, hit Nick or I up. We're also, good at different things. If you just have like heavy weight paper and a printer I can use to print out a res like a stack of resumes on. Oh, I got a printer you can use, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, well, here's what I will say. Jeff has this weird idea that he's gonna open up a bar. Okay. So you and John could be the bartenders at this bar. Okay. That seems like a thing that you both could feasibly do. Well, I hope all everybody in Clifton loves gin fizz because that's the only drink I know how to make. No, but you think anybody in Clifton's getting anything but that, like a fucking Yingling or PBR? Yeah. Vodka soda. Gin and tonic. I could go on. Yep. Vodka. And okay, let's not name all the cocktails. Uh, also, check out the Fire Escape on Radio Artifact every the Saturday one with at Tom five. Cruise. Radio the, Artifact. The Radio next episode. Radio, radio. Monday, Monday, Monday. It's Radio <laughs> Artifact. That's not one of the Fire Escape errors. <laughs> no. <laughs> Saturday, 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 Saturday. It's, it's Saturday at 5 p.m. Come on and tune in to radio. This is my Beetlejuice voice. <laughs> it's a bad Beetlejuice. You're not Macho came, Man Randy Attention, Kmart shoppers. <laughs> Okay. Let's Hey, this podcast has gone on way too long. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's think. Uh, <laughs> thanks for thanking. Thanks for thanking. Thanks for thanking of us. It's like thank, but it's with the thank. Get some of that. Like an ank. Give me some of that thank stuff. Yeah, yeah, show me the thank. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank.